All right, we'll get started if everybody's ready. And uh, I know you ain't quite ready yet, but that's all right. How many of y'all got that extra hour of sleep? I did not. I was so looking forward to that, and I was up early this morning. And uh, anyhow, it's uh, one of those things. I, I missed out on it. But uh, anyhow, uh, the good news is it'll get dark sooner, I guess, as that's good news. I guess that's not good news. I don't know. So, but anyhow... Uh, Somebody thought it was a good idea to change us around, flip us back in two, and, and everything else. But uh, how about them dogs yesterday? Anyhow, wasn't that good? And uh, man, I sure enjoyed that. And uh, anyhow, I think Alabama lost. Oh my lord! By one point, we lost by one point. That's still a loss. You still lost. You lost, and it was your second loss. Your second, not the first, the second loss. You lost to a team that we beat by two touchdowns yesterday. That's the number you need to remember. You lost to a team that we beat by two touchdowns yesterday. So anyhow, anyhow, and uh, Lord help. I, all these, uh, what do they call them? Uh, what, what do they call that? Uh, moral victories? Uh, it's like uh, it's like the Florida Gators. We held Georgia to three points in the whatever. And yesterday, Tennessee's doing it now too. We held Georgia to three points in the second half. We beat y'all. Everybody all right? Having fun. I've been told all week long about how Georgia was going to get whipped at home. And I told Dalton. I said, Dalton, Dalton was about to cry, y'all. He's like, Dad, I don't know. We're going to lose to him. I'm like, dude, we're going to beat him by two touchdowns. Mark it down. At least two touchdowns. Talked to Josh Altman yesterday. I don't know, preacher. Y'all probably going to lose. I said, we will beat them by at least two touchdowns. Is everybody all right? We won by two touchdowns, all right? I need everybody to listen. You you need to listen to your preacher. <laughs> Not only am I right when it comes to the Bible, but I'm right when it comes to, to football, all right? All right, let's take a look at uh, some of our uh, uh, outings and different things that we have going on, and uh, we'll get started this morning. Uh, our fall festival is next weekend, and so we have a big, we have a big weekend plan next weekend. And, uh, and it starts with the fall festival. Uh, that'll be uh, Saturday. Uh, it starts at 3 p.m. And uh, we don't put an end time on that. So you come out. Uh, we'll have games. Uh, bring a chair. Uh, bring uh, something to drink. And uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty to drink here. Uh, but I'm just saying, if you, you don't like water or you don't like tea or something like you, you need to bring your own drink, all right? Don't come here and start complaining about what we don't have. Just don't bring alcohol. But uh, bring your chair and uh, have a seat, have a good time, fellowship, uh, watch the youngest play. I think we'll have bounce houses and stuff, which uh, I don't know that we should after yesterday, uh, but I think we'll have the bounce houses here. We're supposed to have the ax thrown here, and uh, they canceled on us, so uh, anyhow, uh, we're looking for something else to uh, uh, to do that's dangerous. But anyhow, I think they got bounce houses. I don't know. Is there anything else we got? 
We got a slide, bounce house. Huh? A petting zoo and horse ride. Listen here, I don't want a horse poop all over my diagram parking lot out there. Is everybody all right? Huh? We're fertilizing the ground, is that what it is? And uh, anyhow, but uh, uh, we're gonna have that. Uh, they'll have uh, uh, some kind of petting zoo or whatever for them out there. And uh, we'll have a cakewalk, uh, the chili cook-off. Uh, we normally do some relay games and I always ask the adults to stay out of that, okay? And uh, I need somebody to help me. And uh, we used to do it, uh, Bucky Davis, if y'all know Bucky Davis, he, he used to come to church here and uh, Bucky was, I think he was about 45 years old and we were doing a, a sack race. And I kept telling him, I said, if you're over 40 years old, do not get in this. And Bucky got in, he's about 45 years old and here he's going, he's just a going. And I got the big, uh, what's that called, bullhorn. And I'm calling the race and it's a coming and, and he fell at my feet and I heard his collarbone snapping out. And uh, anyhow, that's why old people, I need somebody to help me. That's why we don't get in sacks and we don't run races, all right? Your time of winning races has long passed, all right? And so just accept the fact that you are slower now and, uh, and if need be, you shoot somebody. Don't fight them, all right? So fall festival, we're going to have a good time. There will be relay races. Kids, the young, kid, the young adults, they'll have fun with it. Uh, rest of you, let's stay out of it so we have no broken bones. Uh, we need candy, if you can bring that. And uh, if you will, help out with the chili cook-off. Brother Chip, how about, uh, he, he's working right now. Hey, Brother Chip, how about getting me the uh, uh, chili cook-off and the cakewalk uh, sheet from back there, brother? Thank you, man. All right, November the 13th, which is Sunday, next Sunday. So we've got the Fall Festival Saturday. Sunday, we have Veterans Day, and uh, uh, we'll celebrate Veterans Day. Of course, Veterans Day is on Friday this year, and, uh, um, but we will uh, celebrate it on Sunday. If you are a veteran and you want to be involved in this, I don't know that you can. Uh, I don't think Miss Michelle, thank you, brother. I don't think Miss Michelle has got all of it together yet. So if you got a picture uh, of uh, yourself in uniform and out, and you want to be a part of this, we'll get you in this the best we can if we if we can do that. Uh, but we need that today, no later than today. We need it today because she'll be working on that video uh, this week and we'll be honoring our veterans. If you know of a veteran, invite them to come. We will have gifts that we will give out just like we do every year. Uh, Brother Jim will be speaking uh, some at this. I will still be preaching uh, and uh, we're going to have a good time. But uh, that'll be this coming uh, or next Sunday rather uh, for that. All right. Um, man, we got a good... We got a good crowd that signed up. Let's see. 22. We have 20 pots of chili. Is that enough? Who's not on here that wants to bring some chili? Thank you, brother. Who else? California people go bring some. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gonna bring some of that? All right. Uh, do I know? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Who am I looking for? 
I do not see Miss Gail on there. Yes, I do. She's number two. She put her name down number two there. Anybody else? Come on, don't be sissies. You make you make chili. Who else? Frank, is that you raising your hand? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. It wasn't, but I got him. <laughs> Amen. All right, who else? Brother Philip, are you on here? You got, he's got surgery. Uh, all right, we'll let you off this time. This one does. Do I know? Yeah, yeah, you just make it early. That's we have. All right, anybody else want to bring some chili? Anybody else? Come on now. Did somebody say I'll make it? All right. Sissies. All right, we only have 20 cakes. Who can make a cake? <laughs> you gonna make one? Me? Yeah. <laughs> so you just you're making her do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and put your name down. Kona Ice Lady. I mean, we gotta keep it going. I mean, I, I, he's been Kona Ice guy for I don't know how long. And nobody's figured out his name is Russell yet. So uh, anyhow, uh, um, anyhow. All right, anybody else want a cake? And uh, not want a cake. We'll make a cake. <laughs> Miss Brittany, are you on here? Huh? Oh, okay, okay. I thought so. I didn't know. I mean, I was just wondering. <laughs> Miss Julie, are you not on here? Really? Wow. You're not on here, Miss Julie. Wow. Wow. Who else? Who else? You know, I don't see Tammy Tudor's name on here either. I don't care when you're out of town. You make it Friday and bring it up here, all right? Let's see. You're on the list now. Don't, you're on the list. We expect a cake, all right? Anybody else? Anybody else? Callie's on here. I got Callie. What, anybody else? Lucy's on here. Let me make sure. Lucy Carter says she do too. Mm. Anybody else do a cake? Who says sure? You're going to do a cake now? <laughs> Miss Linda, are you on here? You gonna make a cake too? I'm so glad you raised your hand. Hey, your husband. Hey, Miss Carmen, your husband's making chili. You might as well make a cake. You are. Are you on here? Oh, she's on here now. I got you. I got you. Man, it goes so much better when we do this. Have y'all noticed that? How many people sign up? <laughs> Who else? Kim, Miss Kim, you on here? For the chili. You gonna make Victor do the chili? So Victor will make the cake. Who else? Was you gonna make one? So Miss Shirley's gonna make one? Hey, y'all hang with me, all right? We're getting somewhere here. 
There ain't any single women that need a husband. This is a good way. It's a good way to find you one. All right. Melissa, are you on here? You don't want Melissa to make a cake. <laughs> hey, oh my goodness. That called out quick, didn't they? All right. Anybody else want to make a cake? Out of town. Look here, people. Miss Jessica, you making a cake? Why are you pointing at him? He's a cake maker? All right. Man, this is fun. All right, I'll get the rest of you here in a little bit, all right? We've got to move on. All right, now, uh, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, let's see, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, that week, we're going to move our services to Tuesday, and uh, so uh, make plans to be here Tuesday. We'll do communion that, uh, that evening as well, and then December the 5th is a ladies' meeting, and uh, did y'all move that? Somebody help me. Are y'all, are we supposed to be, we're supposed to be in December. We're supposed to have December, so why is the ladies all of a sudden changing up their ladies' meeting? Where's my wife? She's smoking. Huh? It is. You see how that jump goes? Y'all don't even do nothing for them, all right? We're going to have one in December, too, Jesse. And we're going to give away a car or something, all right? All right. Hey, y'all miss out on it if you want to, but I mean, we're giving away guns, we give away a quail hunt, we give away a fishing trip, we've given away a $500 gift card, and the ladies, they... You get a pair of socks. They, they get a pair of socks. <laughs> hey, there's benefits to coming to the men's fellowship. That's all I'm going to say about that, all right? All right, so uh, let's see, Christmas... Uh, day is going to, we're going to have one service and that's it, all right? We'll have, we won't have uh, uh, Sunday school. Uh, we will not have uh, uh, discipleship. Uh, we will have a service at 10.30 a.m. That gives you plenty of time to get up, open presents, do your thing, uh, make it to church, hunt, whatever you want to do. Make it to church for 10.30, come and camo, I don't care. Uh, we'll have one service and uh, that'll be it. And uh, you'll be free to uh, spend your day there doing whatever you need to with your family, traveling, whatever, uh, which I hope you ain't traveling on Christmas. I hope you don't have to. Uh, but that we will have discipleship tonight at 630. So if you can make that, uh, we'd love to see you tonight as well. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer and get started. Uh, we need to get uh, uh, Hebrews chapter number two is where we'll be at. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. And God, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to, uh, Lord, come to Sunday school allowing us to come into your presence today. Lord, I pray for every individual that's here. Lord, I thank you for their faithfulness. Lord, not only the church, but Sunday school this morning. Lord, I pray that you bless them for it. Lord, I pray that you bless our time together. Lord, as we open up your word to learn from it, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name we'll apply the truths of Scripture to our hearts and our lives, and Lord, become better Christians for it. Lord, I pray for the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, those that will be coming, Lord, I pray there be a clear presentation of the gospel. Lord, I pray for souls to be saved today. Lord, I pray that you'd minister to our hearts, our minds. And Lord, uh, may we, uh, Lord, take what we hear today, apply it to our lives, and once again, Lord, become better Christians for it. Lord, thank you once again. 
for the opportunity to gather together and worship. We love you. I pray for those that are sick, battling flu and different things right now. Lord, I pray that you would place a hedge of protection around our church. Keep us safe and uh, keep us uh, uh, free from any uh, uh, sicknesses. And Lord, we'll be sure to give you all the honor and glory for it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. Uh, y'all pray for uh, Hardy B. Uh, this is Miss Miranda's little one. Uh, I think he broke his arm yesterday at the trampoline uh, 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 outing. And uh, so uh, y'all pray for him. And uh, they just don't make kids like they used to. I need somebody to help me. And uh, anyhow, I was telling uh, in the prayer room, I rode a bicycle off the top of my house on my trampoline one time. And uh, we put trampoline by the swimming pool, jump out of trees onto the trampoline into the swimming pool. And I, you know, I, I just don't remember all these injuries that all these kids get on padded trampolines nowadays, all right? Uh, but anyhow, y'all do keep them in your prayers as uh, they've gone through quite a lot over the last few days. Uh, Brother Matt had some things stolen from him out of his truck and, and different things like that. So the devil's really uh, uh, playing havoc on them right now. So keep them in your prayers if you will. And, uh, and then uh, for those that are sick, uh, flu, and uh, it's that time of the year, uh, which... It's surprising because it's been that time of the year every year, but anyhow, we, we called it COVID for like two years. But anyhow, uh, y'all pray for those that are battling the flu. And uh, Jackson's out this morning. Uh, he wasn't feeling good. I don't know if he's got the flu. He just said he wasn't feeling good. But I think Trent and Logan, uh, their youngins ain't doing too good. Dalton and them just got over it. Uh, so uh, y'all keep them in your prayers, all right? All right, Hebrews chapter number two. And um, let's look at, uh, very, we'll start in verse number 14. Uh, I think we've already covered this scripture, but we've, we haven't uh, necessarily got to the last two, but we're going to pick up some context and, uh, and roll starting in verse number 14. The Bible says, for, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. And so we have, just to catch us up to where we're at, Jesus, uh, the, the writer here of Hebrews, has let us know in the first chapter that he's greater than the prophets and that he is greater than the angels, all right? We have discovered or we have been uh, uh, brought into uh, this uh, idea and to the truth that Jesus was God in the flesh but he was 100% man. Is everybody with me? All right, that was chapter two. We get into chapter two and we find out he was made a little lower than the angels for the cause of suffering on the cross. In other words, he had to do it this way, okay? And so while he came in human form and while he was born, placed in a manger, and we all know the story, we also have to reconcile that he was all parts God. You can't separate the two, all right? The deity of Christ is just as important as the humanity of Christ, all right? And so we have to understand that he was both God, but he was also man. He was man for the purpose of suffering and dying on the cross for you and I as our substitute, all right? But... He was God in the flesh, all right? Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then verse number 14 of John 1 says, and the, uh, the Word became flesh 
and dwelt among us. And so uh, we know in the very first verse of John, uh, the gospel of John, that he was God. And then we learn that he came in the flesh. So God walked the face of the earth in the form of man through Jesus Christ. All right. But you can't separate the two. Everybody with me? You cannot separate the two, all right? You can't say he was part God and part man. He wasn't. He was an all parts God. He was an all parts man, all right? Um, and so we keep that theme running. And because of that, we are, uh, because we are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. And so he came in the form of man that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil the devil gained the power in the garden of eden the bible says that he told eve he said uh, uh what has god said and she said well god said uh, that if we eat this uh, we shall surely die and and uh, uh, satan said oh no no you're not gonna surely die right and and so when eve sinned and uh, which it wasn't a sin for her. Obviously, we understand that uh, from Scripture. But when Adam partake of, partook, uh, or partook of that, Adam put all of mankind into sin. Does everybody understand that? Anybody got any questions on that? Uh, I love that because many of us don't recognize what actually happened in uh, uh, the book of Genesis. And I think I went over this with you. If not, uh, some of you have heard of me, whether it be college or whatever. Uh, but uh, Adam, the first Adam, so Eve partook of the fruit, which meant that Eve would have the consequences of that. All right, is everybody with me? Everybody, uh, all right, let's, let's just put it, let's simplify it real quick. Eve partook, she, she partook first. All right. Now, according to God, according to God's word, what would happen to Eve? She would die. All right. So when Adam partook of it, all right, Adam had a direct command from God. Adam passed that command on to Eve, but Adam had a command, a direct command from God. And when Adam seen that Eve partook and he knew the consequences of her partaking, is everybody with me? He partook willingly. He died for his bride. Is everybody with me? That's a man. That's some good stuff that's missed in the book of Genesis, all right? And uh, the first Adam died for his bride, much like Jesus will die for, he died for the bride, all right? And, 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 and so uh, the two are parallel, but not in the case of sin. So Adam sinned, and Adam placed the entire world under uh, the uh, dominion, if you will, of the devil. He had the power of death, all right? And so uh, for Jesus to defeat this, he had to do it as a man. And so he, that he might be able, through death, he might be able to destroy him that had the power of death, all right? And so, verse number 15, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. And this would have been him going into the heart of the earth and uh, uh, setting the captives free. Verse number 16, for verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren 
that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. And that word reconciliation uh, is uh, propitiation. It is, uh, uh, this is what that means. Jesus made a mercy seat for the sins of the people. All right, is everybody with me? And so uh, it behooved him to be like his brethren. Now say, how in the world do you defeat death <laughs> by dying? All right, all right. So he, he, you can't defeat death by avoiding it. Is everybody with me? Is everybody understand? I need you to hear me right here. He had to die, and to die, he had to come as a he had to, all right? He had to. For him to be able to die, he had to do it as a man. Satan couldn't kill God. Is everybody all right? He had to do it as a man. So how did he defeat death? The resurrection. Is everybody, is everybody with me? All right, now uh, there's a lot to this and we really ain't got time to go into it or we won't even get out of chapter number two and we may not anyhow, but Jesus did not succumb to death. He willingly gave his life. All right, I need somebody to hear me right here because I've said this before and everybody looks strange at me, but he could not die. He had no sin. Death only has dominion over those who have sinned. And therefore, he could not die. He had to give himself. All right? So Satan didn't take him. Death didn't take him. Sin didn't take him. He gave his life because he could not die. He could not die because he had no sin. Uh, uh, what makes him so much uh, 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 more perfect a sacrifice for you and I. All right, and this is what it says. Wherefore, in all things it behooved him, all right, to be made like unto his brethren. I mean, he had to, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people, all right? He could not understand. Well, I will not say that. Let me stop, let me back up. Because he came as a man, he is able to be merciful and faithful as a representative or as our high priest. So if you can picture this, not only was he the offering, but he was the high priest offering. Is everybody understand what I'm saying? Not only was he the sacrifice, but he was the high priest offering the sacrifice to us. So it was God offering Christ to him to himself man I like that y'all ain't, ain't gotta like it but I do alright verse number 18 for in that he himself hath suffered being tempted he is able to succor them that are tempted so this verse means that he's able to aid us or he's able to comfort us, all right? Now, to, and, and let's put it in modern day language that we would understand. You can't tell me that you understand having lost a child if you have never lost a child. 
Okay, you, 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 you can't do that. You, can't, you can say the words, and that's probably our biggest mistake is I understand. No, you don't understand. And let me say this. I need everybody to hear me right here. Just because you've gone through something that somebody else is going through doesn't mean that you understand what they're going through. Now, while you may have had the same experiences they have, and you may have gone through the same uh, 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 problem that they have, you do not know what they are going through. And so we need to be real mindful of that. But anyhow, for us to, for anybody to be able to comfort or to aid someone, then they have to be able, I need somebody to help me. They need to be able to go through what I've gone through, right, or what I've dealt with. Uh, that's, like, that's like somebody writing a book about how to raise children when they ain't never had a child. Is everybody all right? Uh, you, 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 you stay out of this conversation. All right? I, I remember we had a man here at the church years ago, and man, he'd go around and give, give advice uh, to all kind of parents about how they need to raise their children. He's got them in jail. He's got them in, I mean, they're all, I, I'm like, look, dude, you need to set out this conversation. Is, is everybody all right? So we, we look for someone, we're comforted by someone who's been through what we've been through. And so this is what this verse is saying. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted. He is able to succor them that are tempted. Now let me ask you the question. All right, could he have sinned? Thank you. Praise God. I was scared right there. I ain't gonna lie to y'all, okay? He could not. So the word tempted here is tested. And what this literally means is, is that he was brought under the same temptation that you and I are to prove who he was. All right? So listen, this wasn't a test to see if he was going to fail. This was a test to show that he wouldn't fail. This was God. <laughs> And this was a man, all right? Both the deity and humanity together. Jesus in the flesh, God himself. And this testing proved that he was who he said he was. That's right. right? Now, had he been able to stand, he'd have been no different than you and I, all right? So he, he went through testings to prove who he was, all right? And so by that, he went through the same testings as we do. He's able to comfort us, to aid us in our escape. Is there, is everybody understand that? All right? So it doesn't mean that he knows, he knows what it's like. He, he knows what it's like to sin. No, he doesn't. What that verse means is, is that he knows how to comfort us and aid us to escape. Is everybody all right? So uh, uh, we could go back, Matthew chapter number four, Luke chapter number four, and this is where Satan came to Jesus after 40 days in the wilderness of no eating and no water. And what was the first thing he told him to do? Command the stones to turn the bread. <laughs> I need somebody to help me. I'm going to throw this out there and I don't want you to get mad. But if I had that power, I'd be rich man. 
We'd have bakeries all over the world. I wouldn't need, we wouldn't have to have your tithe. Praise God. We'd have millions. We'd be billions. Is everybody all right? He had the power, listen, he had the power to do what Satan was recommending him to do. But he showed the restraint of one who could not sin by not doing it. Does everybody understand? That's what the word meekness is all about. Jesus was meek. He had the power. He restrained the power. He was not, he did not succumb to the temptation like you and I would. Now, I need somebody to help me. If you've ever fasted, and I have for three days, I don't know nothing about 40, but I promise you after three days, there's a battle not to grab something to eat. It, 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 it is a battle not to grab a bite to eat after three days. This was after 40 days. The purpose, once again, is to prove that he was who he said he was. All right? Now that's important. I'm telling y'all it's important and you got to understand that. And the writer knew that we had to understand that. All right? Because in chapter number three, and we may get there today, because of this and because he's proved who he said he was, we need to be real careful how we handle what he's instructed us to do. Oh, see, it all ties together. We need to be real careful because he is who he said he was. We need to be real careful how we treat what he has commanded us to do. Okay? Now, uh, uh, I, I was going to read the verse, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 13, if you want to write it in the Bible there uh, next to uh, uh, Hebrews 2, 18. But it says, there had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be attempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it, all right? This verse is, man, it's taken, it, we, we've taken on a whole new meaning with this verse. People say stuff like, God won't give us more than we can handle. Yes, he will, all right? But, but that's not, that's not where God's not going to get, there's no temptation for you to sin that's going to ever come to you that will put you, there's no temptation to sin that will ever come that God will not allow you or make a way for you to escape. All right? So, stay with me. For the person that suffers from por pornography, what do you think? the escape would be? Do what? Call on, no, you're going to have to do more call on Jesus, all right? And, I, and, and yes, I mean, I, I don't want to take that away. But yes, you're going to have to do more. So here, listen, that's where I'm getting to. So temptation's all around us, okay? I need somebody to help me. Temptation is always there. You're never going to get away from temptation. The devil's going to make sure you're not getting away from temptation, all right? It's always there. It's always going to be there. Temptation is always there. All right, it's there when you walk into the store and you go to buy. How many of y'all remember, uh, and I, I think I got some old enough people in here to remember that. How many of y'all remember the Copenhagen girl? Okay, about four or five of y'all, all right. If you didn't dip, you don't know nothing about this. But anyhow, that's how they promoted 
the dip or, 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 or the snuff, the, the Copenhagen snuff was they had a, a woman, remember she was dressed like, y'all know what I'm talking about, let me just stay out of that, all right? All right, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. How about this one? How many of y'all remember the Carl's Hamburgers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like what you, you watch the whole thing and you're like, what are they selling? <laughs> is everybody all right? Don't act like, you know, what I'm getting at is temptation is everywhere, right? Temptation is everywhere, it's at all times. All right, so how do we avoid temptation? Avoid opportunity. All right? So for somebody that's in pornography, once again, yes, call on Jesus. But the way of escape, cut off the Internet. That's a great one. Make sure, in other words, I have to put something between me and the temptation. Because temptation is everywhere. And the problem is, is when temptation and opportunity meet. I can't control temptation, but I can control opportunity. I can control opportunity. All right? And so Jesus has made a way of escape. That doesn't mean you'll take it. But it is a way of escape. But it ain't got nothing to do with a temptation. <laughs> is everybody all right? I've got to cut out the opportunity. And I, I think that's a lot of, I think a lot of people don't understand that. I say, preacher, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm struggling to do this, and it keeps coming every time I turn around. Hey, listen, devil's going to make sure it's in your face. He's going to make sure it's there tempting you at all times. So the only way that you're going to get out of it, whatever it is, pornography, whatever, smoking, drinking, whatever, whatever it is, the only way you're going to be able to get out of that is for you to create or, or to to. Yes, guardrails to keep you from opportunity. Okay, and, and that, that really, uh, uh, for, for uh, an alcoholic, uh, for a drug addict, you got to change the people you're hanging around with. You got you to change the places you go. Does everybody understand? Because temptation's always there. <laughs> so you have to change the opportunity. That's the only thing that you can control. And so how do you do that? I make sure I don't go to places I don't need to be. I make sure that I don't hang out with people I don't need to hang out with. I make sure that I don't put myself in a position to where I might succumb to temptation. All right, is everybody ready? First uh, Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 13. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 13. All right. All right, my alarm just went off. I got five minutes, so I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read down through verse number 12. I may give us just, in chapter number three, I may give us a little bit here, but we're going to come back to this. So next week we'll be back in chapter number three. But I do want to read through verse number 12, and we'll get out of here in just a few seconds. The Bible says, wherefore, all right? Now, wherefore is like therefore, all right? Is everybody with me? Therefore, we do what? We go back and look. But wherefore, everybody listen, wherefore we go back and look, but we look to the future too. Okay, so we, we go back to look with wherefore. So therefore, we just go back and look. But with wherefore, we go back and look and we move forward and look. All right, is everybody with me? This is how you study your Bible. Y'all want to know how you study your Bible? This is it. Things like this are important. All right, so when you have a therefore, you go back to see what it's there for. When you have a wherefore, you go back to see what it was there for and you go forward. Because there's something we're being told. Wherefore? All right, so wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, 
Say amen. amen. That's us. If you're saved, say amen. amen. Wherefore, holy brethren. I need somebody to say amen that he would even call us holy brethren. Amen. I know you and ain't none of y'all holy. Amen. amen. I know me and I know I ain't holy. And for him to just say that we holy brethren, that means that there's something that he's basing that off of. That's not me. It's him. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Now that's a new name for him. Have y'all ever heard him called apostle? Uh, this is a new name for him. The writer has introduced us to him. Well, the apostle is a, an apostle literally means a sent one or listen to this, an ambassador. He was an ambassador, the ambassador, sent from God the Father to show God's love for, man, I ain't even got time to move on. Verse number two, who was faithful to him that appointed him, which was God, all right? as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Inasmuch as he who hath built the house hath more honor than the house. <laughs> Man, oh, don't miss that. That was, just, that was just thrown in there. It was just good. Verse number four. For every house is built by some man but he that built all things is God. He just, is everybody right? We're right back on the deity of Christ. Did anybody notice that? All right. He tells us he's better than Moses. And he, he, the, the, the guy that the house is not better than he that built the house. That's, that's referring to Jesus. And then in the next verse where every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God, here we go. Verse number five, and Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant. I need you to underline that in your Bible. As a servant. Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a, say it with me, servant. For a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. Now you and I don't understand this. We know Moses. We know how important Moses is in the Bible, but if you get over there with a Hebrew, you'll understand that they look at Moses as being greater than the angels. He's the greatest prophet that ever lived. Jesus told us that. And so he looks at this and he says to himself, or, 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 the, Jew, or the Jew, the Hebrew, he looks at this and he has put Moses way up here. <laughs> and the writer is telling him, yeah, he, he, he is way up here. As a servant. But Christ, everybody underline this, as a son. Moses as a servant, yeah, he's a pretty important dude. But Christ as a son. I mean, y'all better hear me. How many of y'all remember the prodigal? He said, I'll come back, I'll go back to my father's house as a servant. <laughs> and the father said, Oh no, you ain't. You a son. Alright, you, 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 you ain't to that You're not there Now as Moses, as great as he was He's still down here When it comes to the son So Christ as a son Over his own house Whose house Are we, are we? <laughs> Hey, I, I'm his house 
Maybe I'll get saved before next week. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if ye will hear his voice. I want you to notice this is urgent. Today, if you will hear his voice. Verse number eight. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation or the rebellion in the day of the temptation of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works 40 years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart and they have not known my way. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter in my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Yes. Now, things are going to get serious. Right. Amen. We're told Moses, hey, the writer never talks bad about Moses. He never downgrades Moses. Right. He just said Moses was a servant. That's right. But Jesus is the, he's the son. Alright? So, he says, stay with me. He says, don't be like the Israelites who did not hearken to the works and the voice of Moses when it comes to the son. God said, if I did this to them because they rebelled against the servant, is everybody all right? Yeah. <laughs> where, where, where do you think you're going to stand when it comes to the words of the Son? Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, I pray that you bless our 11 o'clock hour. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.